Greetings from England and welcome to Locked On Marlins, your daily Marlins podcast with me, Peter Pratt. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Miami Marlins underscore UK. And this is part two of the conversation with Kenny at Takes Were Made. We are getting into some real interesting topics. Which trade was nixed by Derek Jeter before he left the Marlins? Also, we need to talk about Sixto Sanchez. We need to talk about Max Meyer. It's all covered for you here in part two of the conversation with Kenny. Sit back, enjoy, relax, open up an IPA if you uh, if you must. Enjoy. You know, you had that story that we, we all read and I was furious about that. You know, the Marlins were looking to trade for a big name player before the lockout and that Jeter vetoed the trade. Mm-hmm. You know, Craig made it clear, hey, look, this would have come with a very costly tag, obviously, as it always is when you're trading for a star player. Mm-hmm. But make no doubt that Jeter vetoed this trade. And then a couple hours later on the Levitard show, they asked him, can you give us a name of what player this was? And then Craig, usually, which no source ever gives the name like that, Craig said Brian Reynolds. So it's left to be believed that Jeter vetoed a trade for Brian Reynolds. Mm-hmm. You, you've seen me the past couple of days on Twitter arguing <laughs> with Pirates fans, calling funny. them lunatics for wanting like Jesus Sanchez, Edward Cabrera, Max Meyer, Khalil watson and they're saying that that wouldn't even be enough for them it's they're they're lunatics they're they're off the reservation but you know what they 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 want the most they can get for their star player i respect it but uh you know it's apparently he was the one vetoing it kim ang was pushing the buttons to try and get it moving forward so hey look if kim ang wants to go out there and be hyper aggressive and i look i'm sure she wants her to have a good name she wants to be respected as a gm in this league obviously there's like some sort of uh stigma around women in baseball and she wants to destroy it she mm-hmm. wants to prove that she can build a winner, and, and I'm excited for it. I, I do have faith in her, unlike some other people on Twitter. But uh, <laughs> but I'm, I'm excited. I, I really do think he's he, she's going to put her best foot forward, and, and she's going to try her best to build a, a winner. I think it's really interesting. Uh, I, I'm with you on Kim. I've always been um, a believer in Kim. She was yeah. – the credentials stood out for sure. She just needs to be given full reign. Um, I, I still – when I look back on last year, clearly this the whole Marte situation was a botch. That's the only yeah, thing. We yeah, don't know yeah. quite what went on. You know, Derek Jeter signed everything off. So Kim may have been pressing for something and he may have mixed yeah, that I, as well. I don't I know, mean, but it, it was a botch. It, it's, I think it's going to be it's going to be a common theme you're going to see all along baseball where when a team goes to, to out try and outbid the Mets, it's just not going to happen. No, if there's one thing that that freak in, in, that owns the Mets loves, it's outbidding teams. It's like his kink. So anytime a player's getting 300, he's going to come in over the top of 350. And that's what happened here. The Marlins were offering a decent contract to Marte. And, and he came in and said, you know what, we'll give you like 15 to $20 million more. Mm-hmm. And Starling, even though he said he loves Miami, wants to play, he, he was like, hey, Money talks and 20 million is a lot, baby. So I'll, 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 let's go Mets. That's what he said. 100%. All of a sudden, he had new family connections in New yeah. York that he never had before. His, his cousin lived there. I mean, everyone was living he there. Was like, he, he was like, oh, did I say I love Miami? He's like, sorry, my, my, my English isn't that good. I, I love yeah. New York is what I meant to say. I love Manhattan. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he rode up from Miami to New York straight up on a horse with no yeah. shirt on. I, th- I believe that's oh accurate. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm happy for Starling. I really do too. love Starling Marte. Like he, I'll never forget his time here. Maybe one day he comes down here for, for a final year. I don't know. But I've, I'll be rooting for not for the Mets, but for him. He, he seems like a really, really great guy. And he's been through a ton. Totally agree. I'll always be a fan of Marte. Was uh, was a, a real nice piece for the Marlins. And yep. 
yeah, we'll, we'll definitely be a fan. Interested to see how it goes for him at the Mets and whether the Mets can kind of turn a corner in terms of just the way they operate as a franchise yeah, uh, yeah, moving they, forwards. We'll it's, 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 it's the, the, the a phrase that's been going on as long as time. The, the Mets are going to met no matter yeah. what. Like it's, they'll spend the money. They'll look so good on paper and they'll finish the year like 73 and 99. Like it's a, <laughs> it's the greatest story ever. It really is. It definitely is for sure. But you know, it's, it's going to be an interesting post lockout. Um, whenever that happens, whenever this deal gets done. And that's the kind of question for you now is, you know, Brent Reynolds is being talked about for center field. Are you happy with Reynolds? If, if they make the deal, I assume you're happy with that as a center fielder, right? I mean, there's, there's no one better really. <laughs> that's no, available. He, he's, he's, he's always been my option a <clears throat> just for the, the years of control he has left, yeah. you know, like that you're getting a guy that, you know, you're going to have for a while. And yes, you're going to have to pay him if you want to keep him long-term and it would be best to do look, David Sampson's a weasel. I don't, everybody knows my take on him. I don't like him. But you know, the contract he got Yelich for originally when Yelich re-signed here was a steal of a contract, all things considered. It was like five years, 70, 60 million, nothing crazy. Not nothing crazy for a guy of his caliber. And that was a very smart, savvy signing. And that was part of the reason why at the time we were able to get so much when we traded Yelich. Hmm. Obviously, that trade didn't work out. We all know the history. We don't have to go through it again. That's but on. that's the that's the appeal to me of Brian Reynolds is I think Brian Reynolds is really good. He's a lefty, which why not add another lefty to our pool of lefty hitters that are amazing with Jazz, with Jesus Sanchez, like bring it on. And if you get Schwarber, hmm. even better, like Lewin Diaz, if he really steps in and reaches that potential, I think Brian Reynolds fits perfectly here because mm-hmm. obviously there's concerns about Cattell Marte and his ability to play center field and rightfully so because he's not that great defensively I'm honestly not even I've, I've spread out this idea on Twitter a little bit and I got a little bit of backlash where I said look if you get Cattell Marte move Jazz to short and give Miggy that 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 utility role on the bench where he can step in and still play 80 plus games a year and and look Craig on his on on on, on the space I hosted not too long ago he said not to be surprised if one of Brian Reynolds or Joey Wendell isn't on the Marlins next year. Mm. I'm not sure what that means. It, it's He was suggesting there could be some sort of trade involved for one of them. He was like, don't be surprised if Wendell never wears a Marlins uniform in a game. Don't be surprised if Brian Anderson's moved. Wow. I'm very curious to see what, what happens there or if anything happens from it. He said, you know, just keep an eye on it. He wasn't making any concrete claims. But, uh, but yeah, for me, it's Brian Reynolds. He's, he's my number one option. Cedric mm-hmm. Mullins would obviously be up there with him, number two, not even number two, one B, you know, like that's how good yeah. he is. And then Cattell Marte is, is also like fantastic. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think those are the two options you mentioned right at the top for sure make just a ton of sense. Just talked about Mullins though. The one nagging doubt I have with him is just it's been one year. I mean, it was a stunning yeah. year, but yeah, it's only been one year and yeah, I'm a little bit nervous. That... No, of course, of course, and 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 rightfully so. Oh, like it's there's no reason to believe that he's just going to come out and hit above 300 again and have an all star year with a near nine like 1,000 OPS. Like he is, the the year he had last year was really really good. Mm. But there is it, you know, you can if if you're nervous about him replicating that or that being what you get consistently from him, there is reason to to be scared. At least Brian Reynolds has two years of that type of production under his belt that you can believe in obviously 2020 the COVID year was like I, I every time I look at that on a player's like page I just kind of like Ugh, like I take it with a grain of salt because yeah. Brian Reynolds hit 189 in that COVID year so obviously not very good but his rookie year over 300 batting average this year over 300 batting average sky high OPS tons of power like he he, he does it all 
Cedric Mullins, it's there is a look. <laughs> let's be honest. If you get a notification on your phone tomorrow, the lockout's over. The next notification you get says the Marlins have traded for Cedric Mullins. I'm doing cartwheels all around my house and I'm ecstatic, right? Like I'm not going to complain, you know, but, uh, but yeah, I would, I would be looking the COVID year. Cedric Mullins hit 271 with a 723 OPS. That's nothing insane at all. A 723 OPS isn't anything to, to go crazy about. And last year he, he obviously like power 30 home runs, stolen bases, everything. He, he is fantastic. I'll be excited for him, but uh, your concern is it's it's a legitimate one. It is you know, to, especially yeah. Marlins Park is much bigger. He would have a lot more ground to cover in center field, but uh, I would still look. I would still be doing like I said. I'll do be doing cartwheels if they get any one of those three guys between Mullins, Marte, and uh, and Brian Reynolds for sure. Obviously, the, all all of us were on that. Sorry, all of us were on that train for uh for Byron Buxton, and that that got nipped in the butt real quick once that free agency period started. All right, then, guys, we are pausing the conversation right there, and it is our first ad of the day, and it is a it's a brand new ad. <laughs> it's a new one, and I'll put it to you now. Are you ready to discover your purpose and leave an impact wherever you go? Mission Possible, written and read by New York Times bestselling author and athlete Tim Tebow, encourages you to find your inspiration, pursue your purpose, and create a life for yourself that counts. Ignite a new spark in your life through this new inspirational listen. Mission Possible by Tim Tebow is available everywhere audiobooks are sold. It really did. That, uh, it was funny, actually, because I think uh, I'm, I, I sense that the Marlins probably were looking to do some business there. And then they obviously locked him up and the no-trade clauses were in there. And yeah, all of a sudden, the Marlins kind of went out. It was all of a sudden there was bids for Marte flying around. Like, oh, okay, cool. So this It's, like the it's weird because all, of, all of all those four he seemed to be like the most realistic option in terms of trade value, in terms yeah. of the twins, like they were in that little gray area of not knowing if they were going to tank or not. So it was, it was a weird, weird situation, but you know, he got his money. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I want to ask you about two uh, prospect pitchers now, actually um, start with uh, Max Meyer. Have, have you resigned? Are you resigned to the fact that Max Meyer will never pitch for the Marlins in the major leagues um, due to likely being moved in a blockbuster this year? I think so. I think so. I think that any trade, look, there's no doubt that around the league that people know that the Marlins, if there's one thing they're really good at, it's developing pitchers. They understand that. And anytime you get a pitcher, a pitching prospect from the Marlins, it's different than getting a pitching prospect from most other teams. Maybe the the, the Cleveland Guardians included because they, they produce really good pitchers. Yeah. Uh, so Max Meyer, I do think he will headline any trade. Every time you scroll Marlins Twitter and you see a hypothetical trade, he's in it. Yeah, and and rightfully so. Look, the guy had a really really good first year in the minors. He's he's a 23, 22. He's 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 a, he's an older prospect, so he he's not the type that a team will have to be waiting six years for him to come up. Like he'll be ready middle of next year if he starts off really good. He mm. killed it in Double A last year. I love him as a prospect. I really do. But when you look underneath him at the other guys we have in Jake Eater and Dax Fulton and Yuri Perez, obviously who's a complete horse stud i'll say horse stud we'll keep it clean for locked on marlins but uh you've changed you've changed yeah. brother <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm doing it hey, look if you give me if you give me the green light i'll say it but you know whatever yuri perez dax fulton kyle kyle nicholas i'm not even sure i think i don't know if he was traded uh <laughs> sean, you know, gunther. They, sean gunther don't forget sean gunther you know what i mean but they they got they're they're really good at developing these young arms that every time you go down there's some 17 18 year old with like a 1.09 
ERA and you're like, how do they do it? I really mm -hmm. don't understand. But uh, it gives me, look, and they've earned that confidence from us fans that they can trade away a really good pitching prospect and we can trust them to be able to develop one that's just as good. Yep. You know, so right. I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. If, if he's, if he, if they want to keep him and they're able to get a, a blockbuster trade done without giving him up. Sure. Mm -hmm. I'm curious to see what it would take, you know, cause teams aren't knocking on our door for, for offensive prospects, you know, whether we like it or not, no. but uh, I, there's, we definitely do have a, a, a nice plethora of pitching in our farm that we're able to give up on. For sure. I, I, just, I truly believe that the Marlins, they're going to have to do something via trade at center field. They just have to, and yeah. it's going to have to include, uh, in all likelihood, Max Meyer, and I think I'm just uh, I'm comfortable in that. To be honest with yeah. you, I'm, I'm yeah, happy yeah. with that. Um, let me ask you about another guy, and let's probably round up perhaps on on this one. There was a big Instagram uh, post a few weeks back. Another pitching prospect for the Marlins, Sixto Sanchez. Just oh, give me God. your summary on this stud uh, right um, now. Look, I I know you love Sixto. <laughs> I know I know there are a lot of people on here on on that are listening that love Sixto, and I love Sixto too. There's no doubt that when he was healthy, he was one of the more entertaining pitchers in baseball, not just the Marlins in baseball. He took the lead by storm in that little mini series against the Cubs. Like it was, it was a thing of, uh, of beauty to watch with all that being said, I don't think this guy's ever going to be like what we want him to be again. I don't know if he'll ever pitch for the Marlins again. I don't know if he does, if he'll ever pitch good for the Marlins again. Like it's just been, you know, injury surgery. Now he has a setback in his injury it's, it, you know, there was, there's questions about the work ethic there. The mm -hmm. Marlins even went out of their way to put out a YouTube video for us of him doing like curling five pound dumbbells, like so that <laughs> we would feel better about ourselves. Like it's, 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 there is, there is a legitimate concern with him. And uh, personally, I love Edward Cabrera. You know, a lot of Pirates fans were trying to tell me that he stinks now because of like six bad starts, like get the hell out of here. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of faith in Edward Cabrera. I have a lot of faith in Jake Eater. I have a lot of faith in Max Meyer if we decide to keep him. I have a lot of faith in Jesus Lazardo. I think that they're going to get a lot about Jesus Lazardo, and then of course you have the three Paramount horse dongs of the Marlins that are <laughs> that are leading this whole thing. You yeah. know, I'm okay with having to give up with Sixto. It hurts because of the potential that he has, but at this point, I'm just not sure he'll ever be healthy enough. When we got him from the Phillies, it was a legitimate concern already about his elbow and his injury. Then he came in and we know a lot of us were like, eh, he looks a little pudgy. He looks a little overweight, but we were like, okay, like he's pitching really good. So who cares? Yep. And he got hurt. Now a setback, now this, and then it's the next thing. Then it's the, the, the Instagram pictures. And it's like, I don't care about how players run their Instagram or social media. I really don't, but I would be lying if I said that when a player's injured and pissing me off, I hate looking at their social media. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, uh, I, I want him to get healthy. I I'm rooting for him hundred percent. I just don't think it'll ever happen, if I'm being honest. Do you think both Maya and Sixto never pitch for the Marlins at the major league level again? For for completely different reasons, yeah. yes. <laughs> you know, one is going to go on probably to be a really good pitcher in the league, whether it's here or on another team. One of them may just never pitch in baseball again, like at, at, at any level. Like it's it's looking like that bad. He, if I don't know if you you know who Brandon Roy is in in, in the NBA, a player who had like knee injury after knee injury to the point where he had no cartilage in his bones. That's what I feel like I'm watching with with Sixto Sanchez. Like it's just this guy. Every time he gets close to coming back, it's gonna be a setback, and I and I hate it, and I, I want to be wrong, obviously, but it's it's looking it's looking bad. It's not it's not looking great. No, it really, it really isn't. It's been a it's been a tough year in the PR machine for Sixto Sanchez. I'd say uh, maybe longer than a year. Obviously the. Yep. Yeah, I don't really know 
the full ins and outs of 2021. It just felt weird. The reporting around it was weird. The handling of it was weird. The yeah, no. Instagram no, activity. Don't was, don't get me started on yeah. the today's six just throwing from 100 feet, from oh, 120, wow. from 105.4. Like it's good get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Right. One final area, actually, I've just remembered I haven't asked you about it. And for yeah. me, this is probably the missing piece. And then we'll let you get out of here. And really, all right, then, guys, final US ads with a British twist. And it is time to tell you our guys and our friends over at Built Bar. Oh, resolution season. Have you stuck with it? I don't know. We're into March now. But listen, I've been sticking to my resolutions. Eating right now is thanks to Bill Barr. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Here's the question, and I've been asking it I've been asking it multiple times. Have you tried the puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Bill Barr's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. Yep, a protein-infused marshmallow. Fluffy, marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar, they're a treat and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. If you like what you're hearing, get yourselves over to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15, it's LOCKED15, to get 15% off your order. And this episode is also brought to you by Rock Auto. And with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure? the often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter does or basically orders the parts on their computer choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket save time and money when using rock auto it's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years rock auto prices are reliably low for every customer get yourselves over to rockauto.com right now and see all parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. Bullpen, you've already mentioned uh, Anthony Bass already once on this pod. Uh, yeah. I don't think he's going to be locked in to be the closer next year. God, um, no. Dylan Floro did a, a tidy job. Uh, yes. Anthony Bender obviously flashed a little bit. But listen, where are we landing on, on a closer? Because for me, that's the other clear piece uh, that we need to just get someone to shut down that ninth, just full confidence in. Which way, do you, which direction <laughs> do you think the Marlins go this year? Yeah, uh, I think it'll come via trade. I think if the Marlins, they're like, uh, you know, especially... I kind of put one and two together when Craig said the thing about Brian Anderson and, and Joey Wendell and not being sure about either of them. It kind of, I was like, man, those could be some good pieces for a really good high leverage arm that a team's looking to move. That's yep. like on the final year of a deal or something. Mm -hmm. uh, I love our bullpen the way it is now as like a foundation, right? Like it just needs the cherry on top, similar to Me the too. offense. Me too. You know, they, they, they brought in Wendell, they brought in Avisoyo Garcia, they brought in Stallings, but it just feels like that's the foundation. And now they need the cherry on top. They need the really good offensive player. That's going to push us over that edge. And it's similar with the bullpen. I love Blyer. I love Floro. I love Bender. I love those mm. guys as our seven and eighth inning guys though, not as our ninth inning. Maybe Bender can take over that role in the future, but uh, we'll see, you know, Bender look, uh, not Bender. I confuse him and Bass so much. Bass, look, credit to him. In that six, sixth and seventh inning role, he he did a lot better. Mm -hmm. And that's where he should stay. Keep mm -hmm. him the hell away from that eighth and ninth <laughs> inning. For the love of God, Donnie Baseball, if you're listening right now, please stop trying it out. Hi, Don. For the hi, Don, by the way. Yeah, hi, Don, if you're listening. I love you. Uh, and then for the ninth inning, I do think they need to seek an outside option. You know, I, I look, 
one of my favorite prospects in the whole system, Tommy Touchdowns. I've been wanting him to be the closer for a mm-hmm. very long time. One of my favorite prospects because of the mustache, the hair. Yeah, the, he, he's got he's got the personality of a closer. So I, I think it's going to come through the outside. I don't know if free, you know, Craig brought up Craig Melanson. That he's so shocked. Mark Melanson, Craig Melanson, <laughs> Mark Melanson. He's shocked that he went to a team like the Diamondbacks, you know, mm-hmm. like that, that really isn't looking to compete right now. It felt like that's someone the Marlins would have, you know, explored. Mm-hmm. But uh, I wouldn't, I would love for a trade of, you know, it, look, I, I love Garrett Cooper, but maybe him, maybe Aguilar, maybe Brian Anderson, one of those guys that a team sees value in yep. for a really high leverage reliever. But Let me give you this if, name. Let me go. give you this guy. I, I, when I've been, I've been pondering on this myself. To me, the most obvious high leverage dude, expiring deal, Craig Kimbrell. Craig Kimbrell. He, for me, he good killed fit it last year. He did, and then well, he, he, he wasn't good in the White year. Sox, but yeah, yeah no. But I mean, last year he's very on and off. But when you're talking about a guy with a lot of experience, a guy who's been on the biggest stage, closing out games, a World Series champion. Mm. Look, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Honestly, like I. I would love it because, again, the experience. No one on our team currently has experience as a closer. Anthony Baz has experience as trying to close, but he doesn't have experience <laughs> with closing. So no. I, I'm, I'm all for it. I would love Craig Kimball. He's one of my favorite players He uh, on and off the field, honestly, because he, he, he's got a whole story with his son that really hits home for me. Uh, so Craig Kimball has always been one of my favorite players in the league. I, I would love it. I would, I'm really, obviously Kenley Jansen's another name that's been floated around out there. Kenley Jansen to the Marlins was a big thing back like in 2016 or 2017. I'm not sure mm-hmm. when it was, but uh, I'm okay with that too. I think it's got to be a guy with, with experience in that role, not an Anthony Bass kind of guy where they brought him in to try it out. They yeah. were obviously trying to replicate that Brandon Kinsler magic, which didn't work. Oh God, don't get me started on the ground ball expert thing with Anthony Bass. This, this guy throwing 93 mile per hour sinkers up at the chest and for like bombs off the wall. Like get out of here with your ground ball expert shit. But, uh, but yeah, Kenley Jansen, Keg Crimple. I'm, I'm open to any of those. Anyone that's got experience in the role, you know, makes sense. I mean, it's a logical thought process, right? Dudes that we know can do it. It's the same with the center fielders. Get me, get me Brian Reynolds. We know he's a stud in center field. Get yes. me Kimbrell. Get me Jansen. Either of them two. Put him in the ninth. And let's get this Marlins rolling. Also, let's not forget, let's get Schwarber in the mix too. I don't care how they find a spot. DH, he is a, yeah. he's the perfect DH. We can work. And this is the interesting point you're making there. Um, Aggie, Coop, BA, one of these guys gets moved. Uh, it creates a spot to bring in Schwarber anyway. Plus, they get moved to bring in the high leverage reliever that we need. Listen, the White Sox are absolutely selling Kimbrell. They're selling them as hard as they can. They don't want anything to do with him this year for the money. Yeah. Um, it's a no-brainer. If the Marlins can take on the money in, in totality, uh, I think they'll they'll shop him for, yeah. Yeah, I, I look, it's, it, it's what I've been saying since the beginning. Go out and get as many good bats as you can, and you figure out the rest later on how you're going to get them all playing time. There you so, go. You, you, one thing, as a coach <clears throat> that you want, is, is to say, like, oh, man, I have too many good hitters. Like, when was the last time we as Marlins fans has ever said that? Like, how are we going to get this guy playing time if we have so many other good hitters? Just, let's figure all that out later. Let's bring in the best hitters we can, and we'll we'll sort out the rest later. No one's no one's going to be hitting the ball off of Sandy Rogers, Pablo Edward, and, and Lazardo anyways. They absolutely won't be. And that is that is my rotation, by the way. Those five guys you just listed yep. there, I think they it, all, all health is okay. I think they, yep. they're the five. So I can see Elias maybe starting the, the, the season – in ter- like 
I don't know. It's 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 the same discussion I've had every year where mm-hmm. I want him to start the season, string together like 10 good starts, and then you trade him for like a high leverage arm or a bat, whatever you need at that moment. But every time he he gets on that roll, some sort of freak injury of him crossing home plate and like dying as he crosses home plate happens. So, <laughs> I know. You know what I, I mean? Know. I've lost Maybe. faith on him too. Maybe uh, he'll, you know, Alex Jackson will benefit the most from the the shift being banned and, 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 <laughs> and, and Eliezer, Eliezer on no on the DH oh coming God, in. Oh my God, Alex Jackson! <laughs> Let's. I mean, we've started with with catching depth. We're going to end there with cap, catching depth with Alex Jackson, yeah. um, the most uh, impacted Marlins player by the shift. Take that as you will. Um, we are bang out of time. Takes were made. Kenny, thanks so much for joining me. Where can everyone get you on Twitter if they are not following you right now? And also, just tease to everyone what other kind of content pieces you're working on right now. Yeah. Uh, takes were made underscore, underscore at the end on Twitter. Takes were made underscore. Uh, mm-hmm. As of right now, I'm, I'm, I've got a lot of things I'm working on. A lot of things I want to do. I want to, you know, eventually very, very soon, I'm going to be launching the Takes Were Made podcast which will talk Marlins, which will talk Heat, which will talk Panthers. It'll talk all Miami sports. Probably not much Dolphins since I have a separate podcast called Fins or Die. If you like the Dolphins, listen there. Uh, obviously, I'm praying that t- when I launch the Takes Were Made podcast, my good friend Pete will grace me with his presence, uh, an appearance on that show. Obviously, I need him on. Nailed on. Uh, all right. And, uh, you know, that's what I got going now. I'm going to be dropping new merch, Marlins-related merch, Heat-related Ooh. merch, all Miami sports, hats, Shirts, hoodies, flags, everything. I'm working on it on a big merch shop for it. Uh, and yeah, other than that, I love everyone that everyone that listens to the show. Thank you for supporting my good friend Pete. Pete's such a great guy. I love him to death. And uh, yeah, thank you for having me on, Pete. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, looking forward to the Takes Were Made podcast. It is overdue, by the way. I mean, that's been yeah, it like is. two years, three years <laughs> in been, the works. Come I've been on. teasing it for like a year and a half. <laughs> good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> love it i'm so, the worst with that <laughs> i'm excited for it for sure it's gonna be it's gonna be a great pod and you do a great job hosting and i've listened into a few of the fins or die ones too yes. as you know i'm not a dolphins guy but um i've always been a, a kenny fan so happy to yeah. hop in and listen to you guys <laughs> i saw actually the you know the the, the franchise tag has been applied that's huge yep. yeah it's good to have him back yeah for sure so um, guys, that's going to wrap us up for today. Thanks, uh, Kenny, for joining me. That was a lot of fun. I can't believe we started on Ale- started and ended, actually, on Alex Jackson. So that was, uh, you know, we went off, off piece on that one. Uh, guys, going to be back tomorrow, Wednesday, and I have another guest lined up for you. And Daniel Alvarez is joining the show. So looking forward to that one. Uh, last time Danny was on, we only talked about F1. Um, so we're actually going to get into some baseball conversation this time. Well, we'll try anyway. It's pretty near F1 season two, so it, it could divert into that. But nevertheless, we're back tomorrow, guys. In the meantime, stay safe. We'll see you tomorrow.